Yo, 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 what's going on? This is your friendly neighborhood knucklehead, and this is the Part-Time Artist Podcast. This is episode 141, and it is July 12th, 7.40 p.m. local knucklehead time. And uh, before we get into anything, I just want to let you guys know that... um, I did put out a blog, the first blog in a while, so uh, check it out at uh, knuckleheadpunks.com slash blog. It's my eighth blog, um, and you can subscribe via email, and then when a blog goes live, you'll get an email saying, hey, there's a new blog out there. It's really, uh, it's totally free. You can leave whenever you want, Um, but yeah, it's a cool way to know... um, who's out there and who's who's checking in uh so yeah so check that out and um now what we have coming up is again we have another special guest um and this is rasan from rasan in the heyday welcome to the show thank you so much for having me um so yeah it's been like we were talking a little bit off off mic that we we've been back and forward for a long time and um i we first heard you guys way back when i did a radio show i believe in uh february i do Mm -hmm. know i i poached one of your tunes then and and we're gonna get to play uh pretty much the rest of the ep that you have uh that you have out right now which is cool Um, but before we get into any of that, um, my warm-up question for you is who is an influential non-musician for you? Oh, wow. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like there are a lot of crossovers in the creative world where people get inspired by other creatives that are in completely different fields. Like I find someone like Gordon Ramsay fascinating. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I think Gordon, and I think a lot of people respect him as like, you know, like just somebody that's good and passionate and, and really talented. But I think Gordon Ramsay is, is definitely a creative. He's definitely somebody that uh strives and executes towards whatever ideas he has and even like outside of music i think the comedy world is fascinating and the acting world is fascinating any performing art i think can go hand in hand um i know for me growing up uh jim carrey was huge and instrumental (laughs) (laughs) in developing my uh personality and nowadays i've been looking at actually a lot of comedians because music seems to be a very it's very reliant on on leadership and every band or every artist needs to be a leader in their own right. And I think comedy and comedians are fascinating because they they have no choice. They have to do, like, everything themselves, you know. Obviously, yeah. sometimes they'll have, like, a team or whatever, but you know, a comedian, it's all on, it's all on you to, to, you know, to come up with uh, the logistics and the show and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm actually I I I love stand up. I like I love going to stand up. I I basically watch John Mulaney's mm. all his all his stand up like once a month. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of John Mulaney. I fucking love John Mulaney. Uh, 
Cool. And um, I, I, like, I'm also an actor. Like, I haven't right. acted in a while, but I, like, I went, <laughs> I studied, I studied uh, theater in school. Oh. Um, so, um, but I also was really inspired when I was younger with directors and stuff. Um, so I guess one of my favorite directors is Sofia Coppola. Like, I okay. really dig her vibe. Mm. And so I guess that's one of huge influences uh, for me. And like my, and like, cause I kind of also like the music she puts in her, in her movies. So that's been, I guess mm. that's, that's also been inspiring for me as well. Like just her vibe, her style and all that and all mm-hmm. that. And whatever she puts her name, puts her name on. I'm I like, I have to watch all her like commercials and oh, all the music okay. videos. Yeah. Right so I guess, I guess Sofia Coppola, let's go with that one. So what other, like, is that, is that your biggest like non-musical passion is acting? Yes. If I yeah. wasn't, if I wasn't, if I wasn't performing my own music and playing, I would be doing theater or, uh, trying to do some film work. Mm-hmm. And, and now, uh, you mentioned performing and, and you actually have some shows with your band, right? Coming up. Yes. Would you call uh, it a tour or would you just call it playing a <laughs> bunch of shows? How do you call this? Well, like I wouldn't call it necessarily a tour, but on July sixteenth, it was okay. a Saturday, we will be playing Atlantic City. Wow! In, for the for the Independent Music Festival. Mm. Then the week, then the week after July twenty third, we'll be playing at Heart Bar in Brooklyn. Mm. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to play. Like I love playing Philly, but like my goal was to play everywhere. So I wanted to mm-hmm. get out there and play different things mm. so where where has the band so the band is local to philly are you local to philly as well yeah I'm, i live in south philly right on me too nice yeah and have you have you were you like born and raised here or i'm from ardmore I'm from the suburbs of philly okay cool right yeah. so, you, so you came into the city and and uh, i guess started a band and are the rest of the band members like philly guys yeah yeah cool like, so uh, two of them live in two of them live in maniunk oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that still counts technically <laughs> technically but the what's weird about maniunk is it's so close to philadelphia but people are so different and it's a very different spot and, i like it though yeah, like I feel like I when I go to Manny Young, I feel like wow, I just teleported to Pittsburgh like immediately. Exactly, it's like little Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. So is Brooklyn? Is this your first time playing outside of Philadelphia in Brooklyn? Uh, it's uh, my first time as the person the heyday. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. I played in New York probably three times by myself. Oh, okay. Like on on like a solo tour or something. Yeah, just uh, just to play. Cause my I was with my uh, my two friends who had a band called Gorilla Panda back in the day. Okay. Whenever they in New York, they you want to come with and play. I'm like, sure. So I'll go <laughs> along with them. <laughs> and and uh, in August you have a festival appearance coming up. Is that what the band? Yes. Is? Yes, we are playing. It's called Mass in the Grass. And that's in Altoona. I've never oh, been okay. there before. Okay. And it's a three-day festival. We're going to be camping out wow. and doing some rock star stuff. I'm really excited. 
Wow, that's cool. I know. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, uh, let's get let's get into some of the tunes that we have here. Um, this first tune is the first tune on the EP. It's called I Just Don't Know. Check it out. Right, so that tune is called I Just Don't Know and ah, that might be that might be my favorite tune on the EP. I I can't tell cuz you know they oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're the EP it all has like I mean obviously you have your style, but but these songs they go to different places, 
You know okay. what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like, what were, what were you trying to, like, do with this EP? Well, this EP, I just wanted to get, like, my four, this is my four favorite songs out there that we were, that we were working on. Okay. And, uh, and I, I guess, I, I, in my head, they sound, like, cohesive, I guess. <laughs> They're all, like, in different realms. That's, I, I love that, too. No, I mean, well... <laughs> Let's just take like the introduction to every song. Sure. Very different, right? Like, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. was thinking about which song I wanted to lead off the the episode with, and and I tried all of them, and I was like, hmm, I don't even I don't even know which one I like more, but I just went with the first one because that's the introduction to to the EP anyway. Yeah. Um. So so this EP you were just like all right these are these four songs I'm done with these let's track them and put them out there something like that Yeah basically I just want cuz those are like the best ones I felt were the strongest mm-hmm. and I wanted but I thought that they'd be like the most catchiest right uh, most fun and I thought that these are this is the best ones Mhm and you had uh so you guys were a band give or take for from 2016 and this was kind of like your debut ep something mm-hmm. like that in 2018 yes. well like that ep that's a uh, rasan in the heyday uh part one okay <laughs> yeah this is uh those are uh three different guys who work on the album on that album is hayden on guitar dave on bass mm-hmm. i'm sorry dave on drums and um patrick on bass and patrick produced the album right Okay. And uh, as of now, um, I got a brand new set of guys: Brian on guitar, uh, Kyle on drums, and bassist is Colin. Mm. Yeah, brand and is, new guys. Is that why like things have been quiet since 2018 for you? Were you shifting band members? Yeah, like yeah, we um, we uh, we stopped playing, and. Um, because everyone else had had their own thing going on, mm-hmm. uh, we actually got a new drummer from Dave, and then and then he ended up uh, moving to Jersey, and then Patrick just bought a house, and Hayden went to grad school. So wow. I just took a little break, mm-hmm. and then in 2019, well, like I guess like actually in 2020 is when I started to get these guys, and then COVID happened. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and then luckily they still wanted to do it after like we were able to go back out. Yeah. And uh, now we're doing fantastic. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm almost in the same exact position. I mean, people that, you know, follow this podcast are going to get really high, uh, really tired of me talking about it, but um yeah, like I've been since I moved here to South Philly and Philadelphia in general, I have just had the hardest time like trying to find people to to get in a band with. It's I'm I'm going to local shows now and networking with people and stuff like yeah. that. But um but to just like even when I get people that are down, like to just get them in a room is just mm-hmm. so difficult, man. Like it's hard to get people who are dedicated to do one particular thing and I'm very happy to have had and currently have people who are willing to like dedicate their time to something called Rasan. You know, like I, like the guys who helped me get started, like I can't get mad at them for leaving. Like you know, I can't like can't 
you can't dedicate your life to something entitled by title the song so i understand but right. i also appreciate their time like they didn't have to do it but they did and i really appreciate it mm. so what has your experience been so far with like the philadelphia music scene um great um mm-hmm. most of my friends are musicians wow like like those are like the, my philly friends are the people who are all in bands who i met going to shows those are like i think people i consider my philly friends mm-hmm. and like can hopefully lifetime friends if you all stay here <laughs> so um so you have like your little i guess your circle and yeah. do you guys do you guys just all uh go to each other's shows and yep. play like yes. this do you play like the same spots or do you guys try to like venture out and find different circles i know i i know i personally do i don't I, I can't speak for everyone else but i know i know i personally try to step out in like our last show we played as a, as a band we played in delaware wow okay like we're, i'm trying to i'm trying to go to different places and meet new people and mm-hmm. get to know different booking agents and get our name out there in different ways i'm sure they are too but that's how i'm doing it yeah yeah and philadelphia has such a such a vast uh i think degree of venues to play at and and scenes within itself I mean, yes there's like 14 different scenes and i'm trying to get involved with all of them but it's kind of hard <laughs> yeah i mean well last night i went to a place called the yuki club i don't know if you've oh, ever nice i've never been there i've heard yeah that has to be i think for for my money so far that's the coolest place that i've been to here in philadelphia that's definitely the coolest place to pay to play it's big it has you know like you know pa systems and it's it's it has like a full bar and everyone's i mean I don't know if they do under 21 shows. Probably not because they're across the street from like a police precinct. (laughs) That was the closest I ever was to a precinct at a show. (laughs) It was pretty, it was pretty interesting, but, um, but yeah. And the, just the vast amount of like house venues and dive bars or restaurants slash gigs, you know, um, and then like more upscale places like, you know, Silk City or places on exactly. South Street or Chestnut. I'm trying or to play Silk City. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Philly within itself, it's like, damn, it's like there's so much, there's so many avenues you can go through. Yeah. There's only places to play. Yeah. The, <laughs> the toughest part is to just get people <laughs> down to play a show or down to play in your band or or whatever, just to get people committed for something. I mean, I <laughs> I think Philly people are, are super talented, but it just seems like either Philly people have a lot going on or they're just lazy, honestly. like You just got to find your people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, like, um, we just finished doing a day where we played three shows in a row. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was, it was super fun, but also a really dumb idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, so yeah, we, I, I, we decided I heard, to make a, uh, you heard, I, you heard about I heard, it? I heard, um, a story about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, like in, in England, they would play like five shows a day or something. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> and like when they were first starting and I was just like, that could never happen now. Like, what are you talking about? You know well, we kind of, we just kind of spread it out the other day. Um, you right. just offered, you offered to play and you kept just saying yes. Yes. And you know, it was kind of worked out that it was going to be in one day. And so I decided to get one of my friends to film it of us playing all three shows and like kind of a behind the scenes thing. And so we're making a Rasan the Heyday miniseries. Yeah, that was what I wanted to ask you next about. So we have like, you have some sort of like, is it like a live like skit web series or what is it exactly? Um, it's just like behind the scenes and us just hanging oh, okay. out and like in between shows. I don't think we can get a script together and make like a sketch right. or anything. <laughs> but like, yeah, this is just like... You know, I want to remember, I, I'm the kind of person who keeps like all of our, like f- all the flyers. I have all the pictures on the computer mm. of like every single thing that we did. Right. And so I just, I just figured it's something different. I don't understand TikTok. Right. So I figured you like, well, I'd rather just have like, a, a, something that's like, has more length to it. So I want to put it on YouTube and mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just, just, something, just something different to get us, to get our name out there. Yeah, I, I think that's your, your acting side trying to get out a little bit. <laughs> trying to get on the screen. That's true. Yeah, I hear that. So um but uh before we get any further, let's get into another tune and this is this is the last song on your EP. This tune is called Too Easy. Check it out.
right, that tune is called Too Easy, and that that one is is my close second in, in the <laughs> tunes on on this EP. I mean, I've I really dig them all, but um, yeah, those the the first and the last. I don't know. There's something something that resonates with me about those two. Thank you, thank you. Um, so I guess the last couple questions I have. Um, now that you're reformed and you're surging, like where where are you hoping to go next? Like what are you hoping this band or this project or where where is it gonna take you next? I I'm hoping to get a, a good tour in and get get right. signed to a, an indie label. Mm. But I'm but no, I'm I gotta get this city on board you know <laughs> right. but I, I really want to do all the things that are possible i'm trying to play at least every venue once get them all down mm. like any opportunity i'm willing to i'm willing to do i want to be like i want to be the, one of the top people you think about philly i want people to be like you know we love hauling us we love dr dog we love mm-hmm. us you know yeah. Yeah, and Philly will do that. Yeah. Philly definitely yeah. Philly definitely like is always I think looking for someone to uplift for sure. Yeah. yeah. And when and when you get up there, you know, like even even in other communities like I mean Lil Uzi Vert is huge. <laughs> yeah. Tierra Wack is huge. Meek Mill oh, yeah. is huge. You know, you can't walk down the street without someone playing, you know, one of those songs, right? So Yeah. Um, so I guess in that vein, like who who are you looking up to that is like maybe where you would like to be or something like that? In in Philly? Just I guess in general, like if you're looking out and you're being like, Wow, that's that's what I really want to do, or this band is at a level that I would really love to get to, or, or something like that. Uh, what's that band called? Is there a Philly band? Um, well, any, anyone who's played overseas. Ah. Uh, that's basically, uh, I guess, you know, I guess it's very, uh, I, I can say Mischief Brew. Wow. Mischief Brew. Um, the kind of pe- people who are like diehard fans of and like that dude like, was from Philly, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, the suburbs of Philly. Wow. And I, I want like you know like like my guitarist just printed out like quarter books for Mischief Brew. I was like, wait, this exists. He's like, yeah, you can download it off his website. It's like people were so inspired by him and like, and right. I still feel I still feel the hurt of him not being around. Yeah, rest and, in like, peace, Eric. Yeah, yeah. And like mm-hmm. that impact is what I would like. Mm. Like he didn't, he didn't have to like win a Grammy for like right. hundreds, thousands of people to be like touched by him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I mean, Mischief Brew was one of the first sh- local shows that I went to in Brooklyn. It was like the first. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the first. I I will always remember it. Um, it was Mischief Brew, Absinthe Rose, and Brook Pride More. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really know what 
Absinthe Rose is up to, but I definitely know Brooke Pridemore has... <laughs> he has been touring and playing shows nonstop ever since, and I just remember that after that show, I mean, that was obviously the last time I saw him, but... Um, it was one of those. It was one of those situations. It was such a small club. It was the Grand Victory in Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. um, it was so bizarre because after that show, I just kept going back to that place. I kept going back there to see other bands. I kept going back there to play. And most of the time, when I even played shows, like there would be nobody there. But there was something that just kept. You know, yeah. I don't know. There was some sort of attraction to that place where it was like, it was just the spot to play at in Brooklyn, you know, and uh, especially in like the punk scene or whatever. That was that when when that club closed, I was like, damn, like, I really don't know what to do now. <laughs> And that's just that's just kind of what Brooklyn is like, and I'm and I'm slowly trying to figure out places like that here in in Philly, and I definitely see the Yuki Club as being one of those spots, and the Century Bar seems to be like one of those spots as well, but that's like super grungy, super metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very metal place. But I I I've been, I've had a great time at Century. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right. Um, and do you have any new music coming up? Yes, uh, we are going to be recording a single in September. Wow. I will let you know that's happening. Like the whole thing was people have been asking, when's the next recording? The next <laughs> recording. Like I want to get through the summer. <laughs> yeah. Like we've been like, this, this is our, we're on our two week of not playing. We were playing one a show a week all summer. So oh. we're please want to once we're done playing this, we work on recording some music. Mm-hmm. All right, that sounds good. And um, well, best of luck with that. And I hope we can get you overseas and on tour. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks uh, for inviting me. This is great. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we're gonna play the last tune here. And um, this is the second tune on the EP that you can get at rasaninthehayday.bandcamp.com. That's R-A-S-A-N-I-N-T-H-E-H-E-Y-D-A-Y.bandcamp.com. And this last tune is called Manifest. Rip on, everybody. Play the touch 
show the cards You can put it on the line If you think you're man enough To fit the shoe Try your best to get by And I can teach what to rise You can risk your whole damn life And lose 